A real bodice ripper contains explicit, salacious, delicious, not safe for work content. Isn't that great? But no, seriously, listener discretion is advised. A real bodice ripper. 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 Here we are. Mate. Mate. <laughs> Do you have a mate? Um, would you like to ride me? What? <laughs> <laughs> That went somewhere. I didn't expect you to say that. You oh, know, well, we'll be getting to that because I'm in love. Dude, that was a great part of this book can, because I definitely, I, do? I definitely thought she meant sexually, like in the forest. <laughs> I would like to ride your dragon form in the forest. No, I'm, I thought she wanted to like straddle him sexually. When he was a dragon? No. Oh, okay. Just good old fashioned <laughs> normal Human on human. Human, someone on top. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, right, he's a dragon. She wants to ride him. Never-ending story style. Never understood. <laughs> yes, never-ending story. Also, um, what's that one, like, his dark materials, mm. uh, the first one that came out in a movie form? Mm. There's a moment where the little girl asked the polar bear, she's... She's like mentions, hey, like I could ride you over there, and he's like, you want to ride me, and so to this day, <laughs> my never- dear friend Sean and I <laughs> say this to each other. <laughs> I have never seen that, and I am uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's amazing, and it made me laugh, <laughs> um, and that's why when it happened in this book, I might have instantly had to text that to Sean to be like, ah, <laughs> she wants to ride him. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess if your partner was a drag, an alpha dragon, you would want to, if he, if your partner could shift into being an alpha dragon, mm. you're going to play up that Khaleesi role. You're going to be like, I am mother of dragons. I will ride you and you are my dragon daddy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Th- so hello. <laughs> hello, dearest listeners. I am Rachel and I'm Jesse. And welcome to A, a Real, Real Bodice Ripper, a podcast that explores the delicious, guilty, and sometimes problematic pleasure that is found in romance novels. Mm-hmm. And scaly. Oh, <laughs> so much scaly pleasure. Scaly erotica coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and <clears throat> I'm so happy to be bringing you this book after you're you're so happy to not be reading flame in the flower i am (laughs) i'm just so happy to be beyond that i never ever going to pick up and finish that book ever i refuse (laughs) i will not do that that's really funny yeah no it today we are sharing with you a fun little diddly called her dragon daddy Mm. by roxy ray by Roxy Ray, yes. Which I had no idea is actually a group of people. It is, which I find kind of intriguing and kind of fun. I mean, what could be more fun than getting together with your friends and writing sex? You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's definitely I um maybe getting together 
and then talking about people that write about sex. That's fun to do with your friends. We're that, doing that now. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We are doing that. That is fun. <laughs> I find it to be fun. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know. But all I know is that I have, I have one bone to pick about this book before we actually get into it. Okay. And I want you to hear it, dear uh, listener. Because this book is called, you know, Her Dragon Daddy. It is. Daddy. Exactly. Mm. I know. <laughs> the way you pronounce daddy, like there's a Y after the D. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> it's, it's the sexy way to say it. Is it? Okay. I think so. Well, <laughs> anyway, so like... You would think reading that book, you know, reading that title, that there's going to be some daddy daddy play elements, I guess. But yes. just let me tell you, if you are here looking for some age play, looking for maybe a DDLG type thing, no. you're going to be really... Because this is very literal. Yes, yes. This is <clears throat> the father of her child. Is a dragon. Yes. And it's not even like the, the, the child she... He sired. It's like... I, she has another kid, and it's like, he's like, okay, I'll be her dad, too. Yeah, she has two kids. One is his, one is not. Right. But I, is but that the whole point? Is daddy. that Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I just, yes, when I hear her dragon daddy, I, in my mind, immediately go to the sexual daddy and right. not the literal daddy. Right. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I mean, you know what? No, no problem either way. But I was kind of like, I had an expectation. Let's put it that way. I was kind of like, mm. okay, I'm going to prepare, prepare myself for some of this. And then, like, I finished the book and I was like, where was where the daddy? Was the, where, <laughs> who was the dragon? Was it, was he talking about the other kid? Okay, we'll get into it. But the point is that it's a little bit of false advertising. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But that doesn't mean it isn't wonderful fun. It's wonderful fun. <laughs> this book was wonderful fun. It was. So let us tell you a little bit about this wonderful book that we read. So this is called Her Dragon Deity. <laughs> you guys say that every time. <laughs> every time. A Dragon Shifter Romance. And it came out in March of 2020 and wow. is the first book in the Black Claw Dragons by Roxy Ray. So here's our description. Mav disappeared before I could ever tell him about the child I carried. I've had years to get over him, and I've tried. But the second I see him again, my heart lurches, and it's like all that time evaporates. I still burn for him, even though I know it's a bad idea. I try to remind myself about the bad things, his possessiveness, his quick temper. But he's different now. Yes. More mature. Oh. Protective. Settled. And hiding something, Ooh. something bigger than the child we share, who is 18, so that's pretty big. <gasps> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a little bit of time. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So that is what we have ahead of us. <sighs> I, sh I should read about Roxy Ray, the author. Yes. Or the authors. Yes. Right. All right. So uh, this is, I'm going to read a little bit about Roxy Ray, the author. Thank you, Rachel, for finding this information. I... This goes, I had no idea Roxy was a, Roxy Ray was a group of people. I thought, I was like, Roxy, you clever girl. <laughs> clever person, I shouldn't assume. Um, so Roxy Ray is a bit of a mystery. 
and there isn't a lot of information out there about them, but there are a lot of steamy romances out there by them which are right for any reader to devour. Roxy Ray is a group of writer friends who love to write sci-fi alien romance and paranormal romance. They love to talk, read, and write this lovely genre. This could basically be us. You don't know. We could be We could be Roxy Ray. We might be Roxy Ray. (laughs) Their debut romance was published in 2019. Uh, Since then, they have published 37. They hang out a lot. uh, More (laughs) books with an average rating of 4.36 out of 5 stars. That's Goodreads. Yeah, <clears throat> they're getting some good ratings. Yeah, good reads, good ratings. If you enjoy sci-fi, then you should check out their earlier, or sorry, their, their alien alien romance series, which includes Intergalactic Exchange Program, Lunarian Warriors, Soher... There are some words in here. Soharian? Soharian Barbarian? Prisoners <laughs> of Crassifercus? Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Roxy Ray. Carcif... Carcer... Let me get Carcericus? Carcericus. Protectors of Savant. Savante? Yeah. yeah. And Warriors of Valkred. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if the Prince of Hell and Fallen Angels are your cup of tea, yeah. Check yeah. out the Married to the Dead. Devil. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Married to the Devil series, co-written by Sky Wilson, and Fallen Angels and Immortal Humans, co-written with Sophia Black. How about Shifters. They have two dragon shifter series, the Black Claw Dragons, that's what this one's from, and Blue Water Dragons. That doesn't sound as sexy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those dragons, when you look at the covers, they are also less, like, bulky. They're much more, like, spelt. So I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. I like that. I (laughs) I might like those Blue Water Dragons. Yeah, Blue Water Dragons seem more my cup of tea then. (laughs) Um, They hope you love their books and strive to make sure you have a steamy, wonderful experience. You can find them on Facebook at Author Roxy Ray. Many of their books are available available through Kindle Unlimited. Get on it. <clears throat> yes. So usually we go and we find an easy put together bio, but that was me just doing lots that of research and writing Good together job. a beautiful description. That was great. That was you are very proud of you. That was I, a good description. I feel good. I feel like wow, this is like me writing a paper yeah. <laughs> turning it in. It's been a while from, since that. It's I been bet. a while. <laughs> um, but yes, so when we approach our books, we have some ratings that we like to look at to kind of right. give you an idea of what you're getting into. So being that we're looking at the romance genre, mm-hmm. we got to start with our spice rating. Spice. Spicy. One to five, five being... Super duper steamy, hot, sexy, all that. Basically erotica. Hardcore. Hardcore. And like good tension and all that. One being like, I'm sorry, did they touch? (laughs) (laughs) So for this, Mm -hmm. I gave it a 3.5. So there is a good amount of sex. And I mean, there's sex. There, like it happens. It is there. It is present. And it's not like super basic sex and it's great because the guy goes down on the girl. Great parts of it. Um, But I did find it to be a little bit informative at times. Like too informative. Yes. You want description of sex, but then there's like informational. Yes. Infomercial. Yes. Like 
If you would like to know how to give a blowjob to a very, very large cock. Hey, baby, it's the perks of shifting, okay? Oh, he it is. He can't it help his dragon dick. It's just what happens. Um, we have got some good information for you in this book. Some step-by-step what to do. Very guide. It's very guidey. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I gave it like a three, I think. I. It was definitely... More on the lukewarm side. But I think my standards for spice are getting higher and (laughs) higher. And the more I read, the more I bring this to you, folks, the more I do it. Yes. The more more my spice tolerance goes up until the point where, like, honestly, who knows? Maybe a year ago, this might have been like a four for me. You know, I might have been like, oh, it's pretty spicy. I mean, there's some serious deep throating here. But now I'm like, huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're just describing his penis and balls to me. So, oh, I need what, more. <laughs> what, missionary? And then from, like, behind sex? Yeah, right. That's lukewarm. Where is the public display sex? Right. Where is the BDSM? Where's the psychic demon vampire fingers? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't. <laughs> you but know I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> I might not know the exact moment, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, yeah. the point is, I gave it a three. It wasn't bad, <clears throat> but I wonder if there's spicier selections from Roxy Ray. Yes. Yes. So, our next one, our next rating is our trope rating. Hmm. So tropes, a literary device used in books to help push the plot forward, but often can be seen as kind of like stereo stereotyping. Like stereotypes of the literary world. Right. So in the romance genre, you have obviously like faded mates or you have, you know, um, forced proximity, enemies to lovers. So obviously we have some tropes in this. I would give it, I would say it was like a 3.5 or a 4. Like I found it to be a kind of like... A, it has some tropes, but then it has some refreshing tropes for me mm-hmm. as well, I guess. True, true, yes. Yeah. So definitely it was trope heavy. So I, I gave it a five in the level of tropes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It's just meant that I saw a lot yeah. of tropes yeah. in it. Um so it had all sorts of things, like it had your first love, it had faded mates, it had second chance at love, reunited lovers, an alpha hero, some return to the hometown, mm-hmm. secret lost child. Um, yeah, so it had a handful of things. <clears throat> yeah, like shifters, I suppose, is a trope in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really liked, what I liked about it was that some of the things that were refreshing about it was that... It the main heroine. She's a mom. Mm-hmm. She's older, right? She's not like. I, I mean, well, she's like our age, right? I, think. I mean, but like, I mean, come on, most of this. <laughs> she's thirty six. She is so old. Exactly. Most you guys. of the people we read around these books are like twenty one and like it's true squeaky. eighteen. Okay. <laughs> right, so freshly virginal eighteen. Thirty six. <laughs> what? Yeah, like seriously? So spinster, spinster, basically. So I like that, and I like the fact that. Um, despite the fact that there was no physical, not much physical description of the character, mm-hmm. they, they the author took time to point out that, hey, you know, this woman's had children. She's curvy. She's not yes. like this tiny little thing anymore. And I just found that to be very refreshing because oftentimes, you know, you think about representation and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. happy to see that people are being realistic about <clears throat> bodies. 
Yeah, well, especially after our last read. Snap back, Heather. (laughs) She just snaps back as if she's never had a child before, and her pussy feels better than it's ever felt before. (laughs) You hate Heather. You hate Heather, whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Like, it was, it definitely had a lot of tropes to it, but it also had a lot of great things, like the fact that we are looking at women that are more older and mature and have yeah. lived and it's not even, a life. It's, it, we know it's not older, yeah. but in the romance world, it, it's definitely yes. not as heavily written about. And I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of books that focus on mm-hmm. women over 35 in romance. I'm sure there are. I'm not trying to say that doesn't exist, but like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in like the general scheme of things, it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to read about someone who's pushing 40. Yeah. Yeah. For reference, dear listeners, I am 36. So when I'm and saying older, <laughs> please recognize that I'm like, wow, she's my age. Right. <laughs> we're, we're not over here like old. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm like two years younger than you. So <laughs> we're both in our mid 30s. Yes. Living the best life. Living our best life. Honestly, 30s are fun. They are. Yeah. <laughs> so our final rating is our overall rating. What did we think? Of the book as a whole. And for reference, on Goodreads, it got a 4.15. So pretty well received, being up there in the fours. Anything over four, I feel like on Goodreads, it, in majority people are like, this is solid. Yeah. Like, had fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Recommend. Yes. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes. So I gave it a 3.5. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was a wonderful, fun romp. Um, Ditto. There I, were three point five. It. Yeah, there's some things about it that <clears throat> I feel like I don't identify with as much. Like definitely reading about a heroine who does have children and all mm-hmm. that. Like that's obviously something I can't identify. But there's also things about like being from a small town and stuff <laughs> that I'm just like it makes I... me like. Can my I de- head to the side, and I'm I like, "What?" Identify with that, but I definitely still cocked my head to the side. But have you had an exotic mimosa? Shut up. <laughs> we, you, we have to give that its own fucking segment of the show. It will. Oh. Just you wait, dear listener, because mm. have you ever had? Have you ever had a mimosa? Have you ever had champagne with orange juice while getting a pedicure? <gasps> It is so good, you guys. You are going to get so drunk. I just loved that, like, that was, I don't know, I don't know if the authors intended for that to seem, like, very unique and special and not every day, but I don't know a single, like, you can get a mimosa with a pedicure anywhere. Like, anywhere. It's not like, ooh, let's get spicy and sin a little bit. Well, yeah, and the reaction of, like, the men in their lives was just like, oh. You're being luscious right now. Yeah, it's like silly luscious. What? Like you can't have brunch without a mimosa and a bottomless one usually. So I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> I eat so many words, but I just yeah, when that happened, we'll get into that. But yeah, it was um iconic. Like me and Rachel just like straight up you were like texting me, you're like, I can't get over the mimosa scene. And I had already finished the book and I was like, I know, girl, I know. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Uh, mimosas, yum. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so if, if that sounds fun, wait for the rest of the book because it's just it's hilarious. All I gotta say is casseroles <laughs> because <laughs> casseroles and mimosas, casseroles and mimosas, like yes. perfect women. 
<laughs> anyway. Yes. So we, as since we're reading a romance book, we have definitely two most important characters. Yes. The most important. The hero and the heroine. Yes. And in this book, we, um, <clears throat> our hero is Maverick. His name's Maverick. Maverick. Okay. So like straight up, you know, Maverick. he's got to have big dick energy. Oh yeah. Like, if, you're an, if your birth name is Maverick, Maverick. I'm sorry, mm. but like, you've got to have BDE up the fucking wazoo. <laughs> it's like owning a red pair of pants. You just have to yeah. be an asshole. Yeah. You know, like no one who just walks outside in a red pair of pants is like, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, no. no they're making gotta, a like, statement. You can fucking make that statement. Yes. And if your first name is Maverick, that's you are making Yeah, that, that statement, statement is, I'm a dragon daddy. I'm dragon daddy. Hear yeah. me roar. So, yeah, that's basically, you know, that's, that's who we're dealing with here. He is. <clears throat> so, basically, when the book starts, it starts from our heroine, who is Ava. Um, but Maverick is the, sh- he's a deputy sheriff. Yes. He is a big old man, like, you know, mm, burly, bur- sexy, he's muscly. That's oh, for sure. Muscly, muscly, he's, burly. He's an alpha dude. So he he's, is. and he's like, what, late thirties pushing for, he's, oh, yeah. well, he was, he's, same so age he's the same age. They're right, both like 30, 36, 36. Right. So he's like a mature. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, um. Yeah, those exist. I've definitely seen uh, lots of those mature 36-year-old men. And he's written yes. to be like, you know, he's got his P's and his Q's together. Yes. And um, he lives in this small town. He also just, you know, happens to be a dragon. A dragon. Yeah, he's he's a dragon. He's the mm-hmm. alpha dragon of his yes. clan, mm-hmm. which is the Black Claw yes. dragon. And there's not many alphas around. So, like, he was kind of an anomaly when he was born. They just, like, they're like, oh, God, what do we do? Yeah, and... um. Anyway, so the point is, like, he's very, um, how I describe him, he's uh, direct. Very direct. <laughs> he's very, very direct. much like, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. You will do what I say. Yeah. Mine. Mate. Mate. <laughs> Claim her. <laughs> like, I just kept, like, I heard in a Tekken or, like, a, a Mortal Kombat voice. Claim, Claim her. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, very much so. So, um, it's not just Maverick we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. His dragon has his own person and name. Yes, and as I read more shifter romances, I guess this is sort of see like I don't know, like I'm I fully admit I'm somewhat new to the whole shifter romance thing. Uh-huh. I always thought that like when they were shifting, they were just themselves as a dragon. But, well, yeah, this I find this one to be different than many of the shifter things I've read. Like really? they are still themselves, but they are shifted. Like uh, our first book, Summage Solution, they were still themselves, right? But they were shifted. This one to me is a little bit different, where it's like in the shifted form. That shifted form kind of has its own identity. Yes, and, it, and there's like a, a relationship between the two. Yeah, like they kind of coexist in one form, yeah. but like he is Zephyr, his dragon, and Zephyr yes. is Maverick. Yes, so, and they talk to each other. Oh, he talks for him all the time. Zephyr has some thoughts. Let me oh. tell you what, and they are mostly mate, mate, claim her, mine, finish her, <laughs> and casserole, casserole. <laughs> so yes, so that is our. Sexy, sexy hero. 
Maverick. Maverick. Mm. And Ava is and the heroine. Heroine. Yes. And for some reason, I lost her last name. I went to go find her last name and I it doesn't didn't find her. So she's Ava, but it's spelled A-V-A. Yeah. Okay. Let's get over that. All right. I, I just, I'm sorry, but like. It's e- just both. It can be done both ways. When, you're, when your name is spelled E-V-A, I imagine it's Eva. But like. For an E sound to be long, it has to have two E's. One E doesn't make a long sound E. We have no room here for a grammarian. <laughs> a E I O U long sounds. <laughs> there was a weird song. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what you're referencing. <laughs> anyway, this is Ava. Ava. Ava Braun. I'm just kidding. It's not Ava Braun. It's um, <laughs> not Ava the woman. Ava who... Right. Now, Ava is a mother. She is maternal. She is kind. She is sweet. She's very connected with her children. Like she, she has is. good relationships with her children. Now, Ava was living in New Mexico with the father of her second child, whose name is Haley, and they got a pretty brutal divorce. Like he was yes. not nice to her. Nope. Now, before Ava was in New Mexico, where was she, you might ask? Well, she was in Colorado, and she was bumping uglies as a teenager with Maverick. They were first loves. First loves, desperately in love. People hated being around them because they were that obnoxious in love couple. Gross. The worst. And they were just, you know, bumping uglies and falling in love. And it very much reminded me of, like... You know, Jack and Diane or something like they're <laughs> behind the Tasty Freeze. Like they, yep. were, they yep. were down there in like small town, not much to do. There's probably a tire swing, yep. you know, and like, but they, God damn it. They loved each other. They loved each other so much. They thought they were going to be together <clears throat> always. But then but, what happened, Rachel? But Maverick disappeared. Well, first of all, he beat the shit out well, of somebody almost yes. to death, and then he disappeared. Yes. Yeah. And they don't tell us that right away. No. But first of all, it's just like, and he disappeared one day. But Wait. yes. Um, like someone had said something about her. And so he beats up this kid named Roman. Oh, good for you. To where Roman that. nearly dies. And then he and his family flee in the night away so that right. he cannot be chased by the law i guess <laughs> the law can't find him and ava is devastated right she's yeah fucking, they just leave her behind right, they don't and, tell her they're leaving and she doesn't really have a great family life right isn't she raised by like so she has a really great relationship with her grandmother yes and at this point she still has a relationship with her mom but it doesn't seem great and unfortunately um, something she didn't realize at the time that Maverick disappeared was that she was pregnant. She actually <gasps> finds this out a couple, a month or two later. Mm-hmm. She finds out that she is pregnant. So when she talks to her mom about it, her mom throws her out. Poor. So she goes just, to live uh, with her. I mean, yeah, dirty, dirty shame on her for being a senior in high school. Like yeah. her mom kicks her out and is rude. Um, but we're being sarcastic. We are. Totally don't believe that. <laughs> Luckily, she has an awesome grandmother who is very loving, very caring, who takes her in and allows her to come live with her. Because I guess like while her and Maverick were childhood loves, they only saw each other over the summers because she just would go to Colorado to visit her grandmother in mm-hmm. the summers and then she'd be elsewhere. But now she goes to full time be with her grandmother. But now Maverick is gone. Right. And like when we say like, 
she saw Maverick, he lived like up the road. Like this is yeah. this is this is set as like a mountainy town mm-hmm. and um with like the most luxurious <laughs> cabins in the world. I like guess mansion so. cabins. Mansion cabins, small town and one hoggly woggly. <laughs> which is definitely a piggly wiggly. <laughs> no. Why would you say uh, what? She's a piggly wiggly. No. Um and she has to live there and she kind of goes back and forth but then eventually leaves this I forgot the name of the town but it's like yeah, so in the town she town. does eventually like she comes back basically all the time once a year to see her grandmother to bring her child back with her but then when her grandmother dies she's like there's no reason for me to keep coming here mm-hmm. like Every time she goes back, she's always looking to see if Maverick is there with her fa- right. his family. She wants to see him again. She dreams of being reunited with him. And this is, I think, about, like, when Maverick was, like, eight years old or something when the grandmother dies. And so she finally stops coming back when right. the grandmother dies. She closes up the cabin and is like, I need to stop. I, I can't just keep coming here yeah. and hoping that this guy is going to suddenly appear i have right. to live my life right and we have to imagine like i guess like from a realistic standpoint like teenage love does happen and like it's been like 10 12 13 14 i mean that's a long ass time like that's yeah. way water under the bridge yes you know and she's gone off and had different relationships mm-hmm. she eventually remarries she has another baby with this other guy mm-hmm. i mean so it's like there's a huge gap of time in between like their original love story and then yep. when she comes back to the town. Which 17 years to be exact. 17 motherfucking years. Yes. So she's returning. She just went through a really hard divorce. Right. And basically all she has left from this is her grandmother's cabin because the cabin got left to her and she mm-hmm. never sold it. So this is a Good. safe place that she could go to. I like, mean, she lucked out, honestly, because yes. you can't find a nice cabin like that anymore. Oh, no. Not in this economy. No. No. And her grandpa knew. He was like on top of things. He built that place out to be amazing. Multiple floors, multiple bedrooms. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know why she didn't live there before. <laughs> I would have been like, bye, guys. Let's go. Yeah, Or even like visited as yeah. a summer home. <laughs> this is a fabulous cabin. Seriously. Of course. They always have fabulous cabins. Mm-hmm. And um, so she decides after her nasty divorce that she's going to take her two kids because obviously the, the dad, who's not really much of a dad to the older one, Maddox, her older son, who's Maverick's son. Mm-hmm. But Haley... He just kind of gives up rights. Yes. And it's like, don't bother me. Completely and fuck signs off. it over in exchange for money. Ugh. He's like, what is most important to me is money. Ugh. And just signs it over. Right. So she's like, I'm fucking out of New Mexico. I'm leaving. I'm going to go back to Colorado and live in this cabin. Plus, Maddox, her oldest son, has a bit of a rage problem. Yes, yes, which kind of coincided with the ending of her relationship. Um, There was a little bit of a throwdown. a little bit of a tiff because Maddox beat the shit out of her ex-husband, or now ex-husband. Yes, and (sighs) she's noticing that her son has some rage problems, which was kind of similar to what happened to Maverick when he disappeared. You know, he beat the shit out of a guy and then disappeared. And so it's kind of like history repeating with his son. 
Right. So who apparently looks exactly like him. Every time she looks at him, it's like looking at Maverick, which gets a little creepy because I'm like, you're sexy. <laughs> you're deeply sexually attracted. <laughs> and I get that doesn't happen with moms. I get that. Yeah. But like but they, it the, is. the book makes a point like, of being like they look like twins. They are clones. And I'm like, yeah. really? Um so uh, yeah. And then if you want to read Maddox's story, it's a couple books later. He does oh, get a love story. He does get a love story. And I can totally tell because they they like at the beginning I was like, okay, he's like a seventeen year old pipsqueak, but then as the book flushes out you see he's not he's being written to like he's seven, he's 18 years old yeah. by the time the book ends like he's not written to be the child he's For written forever, to be yeah. a fucking auxiliary character in one of her in one of their other books <laughs> yeah most certainly <laughs> so i don't know eh. anyway so um they go to this little town in colorado again and um what happens well well you know they move in and the kids are like, are you sure this is going to be good for us, mom? It's very Hallmark. Like, it's very, it like, is. it's such a Hallmark movie. They're like, we don't know well, if we want to live here, mom. And the kids are quite perfect. Yeah. Haley Perfectly is the little perfect. girl. And she's, like, eight and totally cute as a button. Yes. You know, Maddox is, like, the protective older brother. Yeah. And always. he's a moody teenager, but he still is just deeply respectful of his mother. <laughs> and he's emotional, which I like. Yeah. He's got some emotions. He's not afraid to cry. Yeah. Um... So they are there and they're getting settled in and we then get the perspective of Maverick. Maverick, who's driving around his deputy car. And one thing that Maverick likes to do to pass time mm -hmm. in this lovely town is he likes to drive up to the old house of the girl he abandoned and be like, oh, I miss her. Um... He's so they're like, oh, <laughs> can't you tell how alpha this guy is? Yeah, he's like, hey, mom. and then like this night, he's like, oh shit, the lights are on. The lights are on. What? Who? I didn't know someone was gonna move in. And then he can smell her. He hears her voice. Oh, he hears her voice because he's got like super dragon hearing. Yes, yeah, super dragon hearing. He can hear her voice, and he listens in, and he hears what sounds like a son. He's like, oh. She had a son with someone. Then he hears like two other men voices, but he's like, they're just movers. And because she was directing them. Yes. Yes. So he's like, that's it. It's on. I'm going to go see Ava. Well, he doesn't, but Zephyr chimes right. in and it's just like, mate, oh, okay. go to her. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Straight up. So Zephyr again is his dragon alter ego. It's his dragon daddy alter ego. Mm-hmm. Whenever, from this point on, Ava is in the same vicinity as Zephyr slash Maverick, you just see this italicized mate, mate, mate. Go to her. Mate. Claire. Take her. She is yours. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is what we assume it sounds like. I don't know. Maybe I'm it was pretty like, sure. Maybe it was like, mate. <laughs> Go to her. Go to her. It's not the fucking same, dude. No. So, and he's, it's it's clear, like, that's his mate, and he's going to go and claim what's his. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, I forgot what happens quite next yet, but he does. In this moment, he he realizes, mm -hmm. he recognizes that she is his fated mate. He's, he's always known. Like. He's always known, but what could he do? He kind of, like, he knew, but he didn't. Like, he felt that they were meant to be, but he also wasn't sure. But this, he is now sure. He feels it deep in his bones, deep in his groin, probably. Deep, yes, in his chub. 
Oh, my God. (laughs) He feels it. Okay. Deep down, he feels that's my fated mate. So it's not just like they are star-crossed. It's like you can't deny this baby, like that kind of love. Like Like, there's no one else for either of us. Yes. There is only each other. But he can't go to her right at that moment. First, he has to go back to his family and be calmed because... (sighs) Dragon shifters have this deep need of their clan and their family and having family around them calms and soothes their dragon. Which is very, it's so like domestically convenient that they all like live in the same house. Like I have to admit when I was reading this and he's like 36 and he like lives in (laughs) his parents. home. (laughs) In their mountain mansion with his brothers. They have like a fucking, it's like, it's not just a mansion. It's like a fucking, what what do they call it? It's like a. Not a property, but like it's it's commune. It's basically a commune. Like it's not <laughs> it's not just like a little four bedroom house or whatever. It's like oh, no. multiple like there's levels, three levels, and the third level belongs just to the seventeen year old dragon yeah. or eighteen year old dragon. Jury. Yeah. So he goes back home, and of course his mom's like, "Here's a plate of food, honey." Thus starting a very like. Like the depiction of mothers and maternity in this book is is very interesting. Like. <laughs> Okay, there's a point at which he, like, shifts into a dragon. I think it's either before or after this scene, right? Yeah. And because he's... he's He's got a lot of pent up feelings about Ava, and then knowing that she's yeah. just down the road, that really she's hard. Had other men's babies. That he's like really he, hard. He's he's hard, <laughs> hard, and he's mad. And so. Yeah. Of course, Gotta go fly. Mom, his mom gives him a bowl of like mac and cheese or something, and he's like, "This is fine. Eat it. It's really fast. No, I gotta go fly." And all of his brothers like rubbing his back, like it's okay, Alpha. And then he's like, <laughs> afterwards, he still has to go on a scaly cry flight, and he and just, he's like, "I'll pick up those clothes later." No, he says, oh, "Or he, he, as you shift, of course, your clothes just shred off your body, just torn including from your you. briefs, just yeah. shred and like scales erupt, and it's yes. it's very muscle." probably and yeah. he, there's a point where they're like he's like his his underwear he shred his underwear or he shed his clothes to be picked up later and then it says though to be honest if we're no if we're being honest if we're being be perfectly his honest mother his mother probably would what grab to them. do or something <laughs> like and i was like oh my god yeah and she just runs outside and she's like i got your your undies, baby. I got like, them for you. Oh don't worry. Like, I just, like, like, that's how they come off of this. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but it very much comes off as like the mom. Yeah. The mom just knows that they need a fresh pair of underwear in mm-hmm. the back house. The mom knows they need a cup of tea. The mom know, like, knows like knows to feed them all the food. They're lots just and lots of dragon food. boys. They are. And I guess what's kind of interesting about the whole dragon lore of this world that Roxy Ray has created is that only men can be dragons. Mm-hmm. So the way that dragons happened is they used to be dragons all the time. And dragons around. were in the world and life was happy. Very, very how to train your dragon, humans and dragons, where sometimes... They live in peace, but sometimes humans were rude and were killing off dragons. Yes, breathy fire war. Uh, but they became friends with a shaman of a local tribe, oh. and they worked a great magic together. And when they worked this great magic, they then made wow. it so that dragons would then, wow. instead of becoming pregnant and giving birth to dragons, would give birth to humans. Who then 
if they were male, could, could be dragons. Could become dragons upon 18. And if they were female, they were just humans. So yeah, it's short end of the stick if you're a female, which yeah, sucks because I would just, love to see a female dragon. Yeah, I, I think I even said that to you. Like, because of the way they describe this, I just really want there to be a story where, where against mm-hmm. all odds, a female dragon is born right. and there's something to do with the female dragon. I don't know if that happens. I read as I do sometimes, I read the descriptions of all the other books in the series, <laughs> and it's just each brother of this family gets a romance and then Maddox gets a romance. Oh, and yeah. there's like some other stray dragons that we meet in the book who get romances, but I don't read well, anything yeah, and about the blue it. water dragons get there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't read anything about a faded woman dragon, which is I don't is know if they're ever going to go there, but Roxy Ray, I would love to see that like chosen female dragon. Yes. Instead yes. of just having the women be people that show up and clean up after the dragons. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'd be into. I mean, yeah, for sure. I'd be so into that too. But so being, so saying this, once you become 18, you get a, you become a dry, if you're a boy, you start your, your, your first transition, your first shift. So we know that who's about to be 18. Maddox. It's Maddox. It's Maddox, their son. And as you approach the shift, Mm-hmm. That's when you start seeing things like anger problems because they have this new beast awakening oh, within yeah. them that needs to get out. And so they don't mm. know how to control it or what to think and spread those wings. Oh, they don't know how to do it yet. They don't. They don't. And so then instead they're angry. And they even mentioned that when there were so if there were ever a solo dragon that didn't know that they were a dragon that changed away from other dragons, that it was possible that they would go insane Wow! because they could not handle all the emotions and all the stuff. And that's why clan and other dragons right. is so important. So, so luckily <laughs> they luckily just stumbled they just back happened. into town mm-hmm, just in time. But it's like, so this is why, you know, he goes home to be with his family. He lives at home with his mammy and daddy and mm-hmm. his brothers. And it's, it's, it's very close knit. And they're all like, it was bad. What? Oh, but we always—I love this. Okay, so I love this as they're all talking about her being back. There's a point where Axel says, "Like, oh, I love Ava so much. She was like a sister to me." And then there's a different chapter where Ava's like talking about his family, and she's like, "I didn't even really know his brothers." And I was like, "I don't understand. Were you like a sister to them, or did you not talk to them at all?" She was apparently very close to his parents because she was deeply just as hurt that they left her as Maverick leaving her. Yes. But she hasn't realized that's because he was turning into a fucking alpha dragon. So anyway, yeah. So that brings us to the Hoggly Woggly. Oh, the Hoggly Woggly. You know, you get into town, you move into your house and you need groceries. You do. So you take your kids and you put them in the car and you drive And you let your son drive. You're such a good driver. We're going to go to the, uh-huh. and the, the, the authors always made sure to put in all this like really weird information. Like we'll go, we would go to the DMV next week and fill out this paper or that paper. And it's like, oh, I don't care. 
don't, I don't this care. Is extraneous when, information. Where's the scaly erotica? <laughs> where's the scaly erotica? Yes. And so, anyway, so they go to the Hoggly Woggly and they're picking out like fruit and she's letting them each spend like, was it $20 on themselves? Or yeah, something? they're like, off getting like, and she knows they're going to get trashy food. They're getting she all just knows the trashy kids. food. She knows those kids. And she's fondling the zucchinis. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the one who should arrive. But Maverick. Maverick. And she she's hears like, his voice. And she's like, oh shit. Yes. She's like, he says something like, Ava, is that you? He fucking knew. And she's like, he knew damn well it was me. I don't know why I became Southern suddenly. <laughs> well, it, it does kind of feel almost like she turns like, oh, shit. You know, like, and so she turns and looks at him and it's just like, boom, like and nothing ever changed. And they're she's right back where they were. They are horny 17 year old. She is fondling that zucchini. Mm. Imagining. Imagining. His a normal size. But penis. It's, no, but, she oh, has no idea what she's in for. Oh, we are in um, for a treat. Anyway, and then and then their son shows up and she sees Maddox coming and Maddox kind of has this probably like a, a innate ability because he's obviously a dragon but doesn't mm-hmm. know it and she doesn't know it either. That should be yeah. said. Ava has no idea about the dragon shit. No idea. And so when Maddox starts walking up and behind uh Maddox starts walking up behind Maverick. She's like, oh, no. Because, again, they're fucking clones. Yes. So they're going to know. As soon (laughs) as they lock eyes, it's like they're basically like, oh, sure. Like slow-mo. And she's like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he immediately is like, son, that's mine. Mine. My kid. I knew it. And he, like, looks at her and... And and he, his first response is to be like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Right, like says after, the person who disappeared, they fucking skipped town, and like made themselves unfindable. We made ourselves unfindable. Why didn't you come find us and right. tell us? I mean, truth be told, he's kind of like a fucking dragon. Like I don't know. There's so many perks to being a shifter in this book that I don't <laughs> understand how they just can't like mate, find her immediately. But yeah. whatever. The point is. She sends Maddox away, and then Maddox is like, huh, okay, I can tell it's my dad, I'm gonna go. And um, she's like, well, and she gives him shit. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, she stands know, up for she herself. Stands up she's for herself, like, you don't good. get to say that. You left. And in his defense, he, I think he acquiesces, right? He's kind of he like, does. Mm, okay. But he, he quickly says, this is our fault. This, this is, is, this is my fault. Yeah. Like our fault, fault being me and my dragon's fault. And she doesn't understand what he's talking about in the third person, but yeah. um, <laughs> she's about to fucking find out. Oh yeah. And, um, so basically I, I forgot how, but he somehow gets, he ends up back at her house again. Not like after that or anything. Like he well, wants, he wants to know him. Well, he does want to know him, he but know she puts son. up some boundaries and she's like, I'm not going to force him to get to know you. Yeah. Maddox will come to you. Which I really liked. I thought that was very realistic and fair of her because mm-hmm. he's basically an adult. He's basically almost 18 years old. If he doesn't want to know his absentee dragon daddy, he doesn't <laughs> have to know him. You do not have to know your absentee dragon daddy. Don't we, some of us have absentee dragon daddies even. It's just like, you know what? You know, take your tail and I'll tell you where you can shove it. <laughs> not me, of course. But like, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, anyway, but the point is that you know, anyway, so like I, he, he, so <laughs> what happens is he kind of actually gives him space. Like it's hard for him. It's he gives really him like a week, hard. But he 
wants to know his sire so fucking bad. Yes. He just like can he can he's like physically addicted to going near them. Yes. And oh, the scene where he has to go on a flight and then when he comes back home and takes the shower <laughs> oh, and he rubs one out. Yes. He he basically imagines like he's like, I can't believe I wasn't there for Ava's belly to grow and to I watch can't believe her it. Hips. I should touch myself right now. And he just like strip mm. like has an explosive orgasm in a shower thinking about missing out on like her beautiful pregnant body and like, <laughs> I mean yeah and so and he's like fantasizing about how different her vagina will feel oh it's gonna be so different now you guys it's and that is great and I mean it's like I I liked it and it, you know I was kind of okay like I, I liked the representation that you know bodies do change and it's, that's good that's and that's good. awesome it was yeah so and at the same I time I was like this is kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, well, I guess it's realistic, right? So it was, yeah, so it was just interesting because it was very much like in the, in the realm of like everything's like intense and like next level. It was like, okay, so he's going to do that. Um, so yeah. he does give the space and they show up at his cabin, at With, his like, family's cabin. Or or, uh, they bring oh, a cake. Oh, they bring a cake. To give themselves something There's to talk so about. There's so much Hallmark shit in this movie. Like, hey, we just had a cake. We, we just Do you want it? Hi, Maverick. <laughs> you know, like very <laughs> looks all around. And I will say, like, they're... There's absolutely no boundary to these this family coming together. Like she instantly forgives them for Mm -hmm. going away, doesn't even kind of get a full description of why. And she's just they're like, I'm really sorry. And she's like, I forgive you. And Mm -hmm. the grandparents not only love Maddox, but they also love Haley upon sight. Mm-hmm. They are super accepting of them both. It's like instant he, Melvin the family. The mother of Ma- Maverick's mom is like tearful. She's like, I want to be a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine her talking any other way. She just seems like totally a mom. Like, yeah. So she's like, I can't wait to touch my little grandbabies. And- Which at the same time, imagine that she looks very similar in the age yes. to Ava and Maverick because she is mated to a dragon and dragons age very slowly. You guys, there is no fucking, there's no cons to being mated to a dragon or a dragon in this book. Like you would think that there'd be some like, okay, I guess like, you know, it's not all fun and games, but like, I can't think of a single fucking one. They have so many fun, so many games. They don't get injured as much. They heal quickly. They live forever. Mm -hmm. And their lovers do too. And if Haley should want, which we don't know this at this point. She can be given a non-sexual lover kiss. Oh my God. I know. I I definitely felt so uncomfortable with that. (laughs) Like, you don't know this now, but like later on in the book, he's like, I can bite Haley and she can become like a dragon sort of, like dragon adjacent person. Um, Though mm. I'm sure they're fixing her up to have some sort of, dragon love she's eight well i know but they're gonna put some ears on it they'll hop up. if maddox can have a love story he's 18 Haley can eventually have a love story too i don't know if that many years pass but i don't know sure sure but i am not looking forward to that book because i know <laughs> Haley as an eight-year-old dude <laughs> so wow anyway but you know what i mean crazier things have happened so. i mean renesme renesme <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have to say to you 
So, anyway, the point is, they come together as a family. Everyone's all happy, hunky-dory. And you get some more information. And this is where Maverick's like, I want to get to know you, Ava, again. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. I'm going to date you so hard. I'm going to come after you. And she's like, maybe you want to come to dinner tomorrow night. And he's like, yes, yes. And so, because he fucking wants nothing more than her sweet, sweet body. Yes. And so he, she, <laughs> she said, like, I don't know what happens, but, oh, right, Maddox really bonds with mm, his Jury. uncle. Yes. <laughs> his uncle who is age a uncle. year older than He's, him. Yeah, because dragons, they never stop fucking. And they never stop aging. They never stop procreating. They never like, age. They, <laughs> they basically do live, stop like, age. 175, so, like, yeah. they're basically young still. His parents are still young. And yeah. so... Um, Maddox comes over and what does she, what does she cook for him? It's, it's like, like the weirdest, best mac it, and cheese weird thing. She makes mac and cheese and some green beans. Better than what his mom makes. Oh my God. Oh. You should have known they were going to fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like, and he compliments her yeah, on her and she, cooking. I remember she like, what does she do? She like lotions her body. She like shaves <laughs> she her puts legs. On some mascara just and enough lotion. to enhance her features. She's and not. She feels hot. She is not gonna go too far. No, she's like she doesn't need much. No. I don't. It just like was very. Uh, anyway, I do like that she was like felt so comfortable that she's like I don't have to put on a whole layer of craziness to impress this person. Like. I guess not. I mean, I'm amazing. It's clear that he liked her a lot. So yes. Anyway, I will say. So he does. Before they start their serious dating, he goes over and kind of arrives in the middle of a fight between Maddox and his mother. Oh, wait. Is that when he comes clean about everything? Not all of it. He comes clean about being a That's dragon, right, but he doesn't tell her about the faded makeup. Because him off, he <laughs> says, this is one of the perks of shifting is your your dick gets bigger. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Right. So, yeah, before all this, after the Hunky Dory family dinner, he consents that there's a fight brewing between Maddox and his mom. His, and he his, kind of heads over there swiftly. In his deputy uniform. Because he knows that Maddox is about to change. He yes, knows. He's he very aware. He needs his son to know that his daddy is there. Yes. And by being there, he can also like send out these calming pheromones Pheromones. that help. And so he arrives and there's a full on fight going on because Maddox is upset that they are not going to have spaghetti for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She asked her children what they wanted. Maddox was like, I really want spaghetti. Haley wants steak or something? She wants uh, hamburgers. And they just had spaghetti yesterday. So so dramatic. So Ava's like, you know what? We're going to have burgers. Broken and You know that song? You know that song, Broken Home by Papa Roach? (laughs) (laughs) Broken Home, no spaghetti. Like, that's true of how it's going to be. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so of course, Daddy Dragon swoops in and he's like... Pheromones, 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 and and Maddox like calms down because he's so sorry, he gets Mom. calm just by being near his sire. That's what he calls him. Like yes. he's like, I can tell my son is calm because his father is here. Yes, and he's the he's the alpha. He is so. the alpha. But you see, 
He can also tell can that tell. Maddox is going to be an alpha of course, as well. Dude, he's like breed his no beta. sperm gives other alphas life. It's so powerful. Such powerful sperm. And it's just, it's clear. He's just like oozing strength. So he can yeah. tell his boy is going to be an alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so then Maddox starts crying. <laughs> sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Because as soon as the daddy shows up, he's like, oh. And, um, and Ava's <laughs> like, what? What's going on? <laughs> and Maverick just kind of comes out and he's like, so you're going to be a dragon. Right. He's like, listen, this is crazy, but I know I just met you and this is crazy, but I'm a dragon. So let me so show call you. Me baby. <laughs> so call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're annoying. Anyway, uh-huh. the point is he's like, okay, you don't believe me? Because Ava, he's of like, course, is like, you're crazy. Stop being weird. Yeah. And he's, he's like, let me show you. And he starts like undressing in front of her child. Um, and she's like, what? Huh? What? And this is one of my favorite things. He, is she, she's, she's like, Kaylee's going to see. And he's like, oh, you're right. I'll go around to the other side of the house. Follow what? me to do this. And yeah, it's and <sighs> full on like Maddox turns to her and is like, he's crazy. And she's like, I know we should go follow him. Yes, <laughs> yes I love that part. Like, is that how one responds to a crazy person? Yes. Like, I have to admit, I'd be like, mm, I mean, we might as well see where this goes. I mean, like, he does look it. like he's getting naked. I, yeah, and I like, remember liking she, how that looked. Yes. She's like, I mean, son, you have to just deal. Anyway, so they go. And, of course, he shreds his clothing and turns into a dragon. Ava faints. Yes. And Maddox is like, cool. Oh. And um, Zephyr is like, who's a fucking primate beast, is Isn't like very gentle with them. You are mine. And he chuffs their faces. There's a lot of chuffing. So much chuffing. <laughs> chuffing. Chuff, 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 chuff. Gentle and very doting chuffs. And so yes. then they bring Ava inside and they have a whole long talk about dragons. And like basically Maddox is like, holy shit, this makes sense. It makes sense why I get angry all the time. And he's like, yes, my boy, you will be a dragon. Ah! And she's like, well, holy moly. And Ava's like, holy moly. What does this mean for me? Nothing. Except that you get to fuck a dragon, I guess. Like, well, a human. So, like, first him and his son, like, start, like, kind of spending more time together. He's kind of teaching him things to help with his anger, like meditation. in the forest. He teaches him to fucking meditate. Yeah. I mean, mean, it's it's helpful. helpful. Yeah, I know it's helpful, but it's, like, so funny. (laughs) And at some point he realizes, like, so I really need to start seducing Ava because I'm spending all this time with my son and uh, I intend for us to be together as a family. It's mates like oh and oh right 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 he tells his son because basically the son is hanging out with the other brother jury and he they're walking up the stairs and he's like oh by the way I'm going to your mom's house tonight and um I plan on fucking her. And he Wait what? Say that. Oh, oh what? He what says, does he say? He says basically I plan on pursuing your mother. Yes. And like the son's like I knew you were okay, Dad. Dad, Dad, I knew you were. Make sure you get flowers. He's like, get flowers. She likes that, and he's like, okay, son. Like, I don't know. They're not. I don't know if they're on Dad's son terms yet. But the point is, like, he he gives him permission, his blessing. I think that's. But that is kind of refreshing, right? He's like, he's not just like pursuing him. He his his relationship to Maddox is so important, and I just I like that. I think that's. It's very clear that these kids are important to their parents. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. 
So yeah. he then and Haley is important to him too, Haley's, even though she's not his child. He's he feels very protective towards her. He loves her very much as well, and she's like getting yeah. on great with his mom. Oh, way better. The mom loves Haley more than Maddox. I'm fairly yeah. fucking sure. Oh, the grandma yeah. loves Haley. They like to bake things. They together. just make cookies together every weekend until they die, because like that's all they do. Yes. So. So then, of course, yeah, he goes so over he goes to her house for dinner. Tells us, tell us what happens after dinner, Rachel. Oh my goodness! So, <sighs> so they are they're trying to take it slow. They're like on the couch, you know, like with a beer, and <laughs> and they start making out. Bow chicka out, wow, and then oh, he goes down on her. Oh, right. He gives her many orgasms. Right, of course, like. Like three of them. Three in a row. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. When she thought she couldn't do it, she did it again. It's been a while. I mean, it has. she's had a shitty couple, last couple months. And then he is like pleased to have it stop there, but... No. Oh, she wants to taste him. Yes. And and this isn't like when she was with her ex-husband. No. Anytime she gave him a blowjob, it was just because she wanted something or because she felt like <laughs> she know. had to return the favor. <laughs> I, I was like, but uh. she really wants to taste Maverick's seed in her mouth. Yes. I mean, some things you just never get over. No. Um, and he proceeds to be like, well, all right. And his dick. Okay. You guys. You guys. <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't think it's the most dramatic. I definitely think there's, like, probably more bananas descriptions of dicks out there or whatever. Oh, but yeah. It, they make it very clear that his dick is large. It is. It's white. Much and bigger. Than so much bigger than it was. And yes. she's like, I didn't think that they grew this much. <laughs> and he's like, well, when you become a shifter. Perks of being a shifter, babe. And she's like, I hope you don't expect me to take you to the base like I used to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she does. But she does because she's a trooper, dude. Yeah, she's like, well, she kind of sizes up this big dick in front of her. It tells us how she first starts with her hands on it. It's too informational, Rachel. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It's too fucking informational. (laughs) And you're about to go in informational mode. Like, she straight up. Okay, okay. Let's put it this way. It's the hottest thing he's ever seen. She it does is. it. And then when he finishes and she's like, I don't know, satiated on his seed. Right. He like opens his arm. And he goes, well, welcome, welcome to town. <laughs> welcome to town, bitch. Welcome to town. <laughs> the best line in the entire book. I like threw my phone. I was like, he did not just say welcome to town. <laughs> But it was also funny. It I, was, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, because, like, I don't know, like, his post-coital kind of, like, goofiness. He was like, welcome back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get very goofy in the post-coitalness. <laughs> like, I'm not that, like, ooh, I'm super sexy in this moment. No. I'm so, like, giggly. <laughs> yeah, giggly. We just did fun things. We just did fun things. Right. So he's definitely that, which is fun. It's nice to see, like, a different side to the dark brooding Maverick. Yes. But they just, they do decide to keep, take it slow at first, right? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. And right. so then she has her friend visit. Oh, right. Charlotte. Yes. So Charlotte's a friend from back home in New Mexico and comes out for a couple days. And what's interesting is like I immediately sense that he did not want to be there when Charlotte was there. Oh, yeah. And it was like he was like, girl time. I'm out. Which 
it was interesting because I felt like it was kind of pitched as like he wanted her to feel comfortable and like she could be her own person. And then she was really appreciative of that. The fact that she could be her own person. But I will say to me, there's something really problematic when the person you're seeing has a problem with your friends. That is just kind of recipe for disaster. Yes, absolutely. And I don't necessarily think he had a problem with Charlotte. He just yeah. kind of wasn't all that interested in her. But mm-hmm. I, I think like he's kind of, we have to remember, he's like an alpha dragon, right? He's kind of like. He's got other things to worry about. He's a deputy sheriff and he's an alpha dragon. He's like, yep. babe, I'll catch you on that flip side. So he leaves them alone. And, and he this, even like gives her so much space to have her time him. that she takes he like takes care of her kids during this time. Like yeah. he, he takes Maddox and Haley over to his family's house. It's like, we got this perfect man. You guys do your lady times. Unless your lady times include getting too drunk oh, on mimosas. Here it is. Here it the <laughs> fuck is. This is where, so, you know, girls not girls stay out they decide to go get pedicures right like yeah fucking, this is like a 1.5 on the crazy shit meter scale yes and they go and get them and the owner of the pedicure shop says want something special or something. And <laughs> yeah think, she brings out acid she brings out <laughs> she brings out <laughs> we're gonna drop some acid <laughs> come on girls let's do it no she brings out <laughs> sorry I'm dying <laughs> No, because imagine she's gonna do something else. She's like, like, you know, like it's gonna be bad. But you know when Jack, you know when Jack's like, so you want to go to a real party? And it's like actually thrilling. And Kate's down there, and it's yeah, no, no. She's like, let me make this special for you girls. I have a special drink just for you. (laughs) She brings them out these champagne flutes, and they drink them, and they're delicious. And she's like, it's orange juice and champagne. Mimosas. (laughs) Mimosas. Oh, <laughs> there it is. And I will say, mimosas are a, a pleasant and sometimes could be dangerous drink, especially when they're served in the bottomless form. Right, over brunch. Yes. Um, because, like, I feel like you can do a lot and just be silly and fun. And there's that it, point. It does hit. There's that point where the waiter brings out another full thing after you just decided you were done and you can't and leave like, that full oh, thing. Oh, shit. And like everyone at the table knows it's going to get bad, but they yeah. still keep drinking. But, but yeah, like, but you, know what? you and Jesse, my other Jesse, you drink it down <laughs> and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Too much orange juice and Too champagne. Too much. But, oh my goodness, they get a little drunk. They do get a little tipsy-whipsy. And so they're like, we can't mm-hmm. drive. Which and is good. They good. made responsible decisions. They did, and they called um, her dragon daddy. And they said, hey, we're drunk. Thinking, we're kind of drunk. It's like 1230 on like a Thursday probably. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, shit. Like, And he's not truly perturbed, but his response is so mannish that it's like, it's, it's just very manly. He's like, oh, stay right there. I'm, I'll take care of it. You and know, so he sends his father over he, in his in cop car. fucking cop car to come get them. And he's like, hey, ladies. And it's... It's just all very like hallmarky to me. It's all it very like they're oh they're being, you took it too far. You, you young girls, naughty you rem- naughty. You remind me of when I was young, yes, like, or something. And he's like <sighs> a strapping man anyway. So yeah. Well, and then I guess one of the things that stuck with me in this part was how the dad then kind of talked about the owner of the nail who salon who gave them the most. Who gave them the most? He's like, oh, you know, she's a lush. 
And then kind of mentions how she used to have a dragon mate and that that dragon mate had died. Right. And I was like, that's sad. It sounds like there's like a really juicy story right d- here. And it just gets mentioned in passing. I know. I'm like, what happened? What's next? Yeah. Is she just like trauma bonding? Like she wants everyone to come and drink mimosas with her because she's or, fucking like, lonely? She's dealing with her loneliness like because she had the bite. So she's going to live extra long, but now doesn't have a mate to live extra I long with. down there drinking mimosas with that bitch all the time. Yes. I'd feel for her. Yeah. So, so. I'm really curious if that's going to come up anywhere in this world because it was know. just so... It was like a morsel of something that I knew was so much bigger in story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that happens. And the dad drives them home or something. And I don't know. And then finally Charlotte leaves. And she is very, very lonely for Maverick at this point. Oh. She misses him. Because, like, one thing her and Charlotte talk about is, like, Charlotte's like, you are sprung, basically. You are into this guy. And she's yeah. like, I've been into him for, like, 20 years, girl. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, but I don't even miss him. She's, like, chugging more wine. She's like, I don't miss him at all. And then as soon as Charlotte, like, takes off to go home, she's like, come over. And I she need... Even- your she dragon like, daddy. No, she like tells, doesn't she like tell the son? She's like, you might mind will make yourself scarce. Oh my God. I think so. And he's like, your mom, dad are going to get it on. Why? And he's like, oh God, fuck off. And he like, <laughs> he like, and she, before he's, he's like, fine, I'm going to go up to Jury's house, which is his dad's house. Yeah. And she's like, presses a casserole against him. And she's like, tell Carla, I said, I'm sorry. Or thank you for watching you. She just had that casserole waiting. She's a good woman. She is such a good woman. She's got casserole, casserole. at the ready. She gets crazy over pedicures and mimosas. And now she's going to like have sex with her man. She is. After 20, she's or 17 decided. or 18 years. Fuck slow. We're doing this. And they do. Oh, they do. And yeah. they, they fuck. And it's like, pretty intense i would say it's like it's like semi-spicy like i again i think i'm jaded at this point but yes yeah. it was decent and like i was like okay and then at the end my favorite part is like when he releases her hips because like obviously you know and she knows <laughs> she's like a dr- dripping mess well, but she makes, yes yes of course like because he so came much semen. up all in her with all his dragon seed everywhere right. which i'm like is is she, oh yeah, because she has birth control, right? Like, oh yeah. Sometimes the book will like let you know. He's like, yeah. if the book doesn't mention she's on birth control, I immediately start wondering like, what's gonna happen? Like, do you now have a new dragon baby? Right. For is your that, dragon is that daddy. Where the dragon daddy thing comes in. I'm like <laughs> thinking like, okay, maybe it's just a baby. But no, she's no, good because there's been no dragon daddy play, and so I'm kind of like, well, maybe she has a baby, but she doesn't. Anyway, the point is like, she has birth control, and <laughs> she's she knows she's a dripping mess, Ugh. but she just she's glad she has a, a mattress protector, which. She she will change in the morning. Just so you guys know. We'll get to that in the morning. We got that. After she makes the PB&Js and has just cooks some scrambled eggs. She is going to change She's- out that semen-covered cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this thing where I like, I know that there's these logistics. These We all know that sex isn't just like always super clean and super fun like there's always all these extra logistics and i don't always need those details in my books because Mm -hmm. like i'm here for the fantasy and the sexiness of it in our world we don't care if there's semen on the mattress good yeah (laughs) great great 
like, how it should be. Yes. But like sometimes, and I have to, I, I'm not saying this is like a, a negative point in the book because I, I'm sure there's some readers out there who would read that scene and be like, oh, your mattress. But <laughs> then, <laughs> then the authors maybe are those people who are like, I got you. There's a fucking mattress protector. And they're like, Ava, yeah. you Don't smart worry. ass fucking bitch. Uh, and they feel seen. Yeah. They feel heard. Yes. Like yeah. we were talking about this and it just reminds me of um, when I was younger and Fifty Shades came out and me and my friends were really cool people and would read it aloud to each other in the bookstore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it like full on talked about the whole like tearing open the condom and putting on the condom and at the end taking off the condom and disposing of the condom and I'm like wrapping up the condom tying I, off the condom I don't need all those details like yeah, I'm like, glad you're being safe wiki how dude <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes it become more instructional to me exactly and you're kind of like we get the condom goes in the trash afterwards yes. and as long as you like make an offhand comment that discarded that's fine you don't need to like describe how you you know tie it up and stuff like I I don't know I will say at least it doesn't get to the next level of she's like oh and then she had to get up and go to the bathroom to go pee <laughs> <laughs> because if you pee after penetrative sex you are much more li- less likely to get a UTI and that's important <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you know it could be worse <laughs> right so yeah so anyway they do have sex and it's wonderful and like la da mm. but then of course we, we have to have some sort of we have to have something messing things up. And that yeah. something happens to be rogue dragons on their land. Yes. So he's an alpha of this, cl- like, this area. Like, uh, his clan's huge. Like, it's, like, thousands and thousands of dragons, thousands of miles. But he's the alpha of this local. He's, like, the basically the governor. <laughs> <laughs> hello, governor. <laughs> he's, like, hello, governor of this dragon clan area. And um, he, they know there's rogue dragons that are, like, you know, and, and warring clans do happen. So he's kind of keeping an eye on these ra- rogue stray dragons on his land. And, and some are making a fuss in the local dive bar. Making fuss. Yeah, he had to go, like, he had to go get on them at one point. And but say, that's not shoo, this. Shoo. And they're... They do listen to him. They're like, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll we're totally shooing. But he knew there was more to it than that. Oh, there's more. Because like, now there is a charred dead body. Yes. And he, his dad calls him and he's like, you better come out here, son. There's a dead body. And he tells Ava, he's like, go back to sleep. Um, I have to go take care of something. And she's kind of worried but does go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he has to go see the dead body and it's with his brothers and his dad and they're all dragons. They all like turn to dragons and turn back and they're like standing there naked. And there's like also a wolf. There's there some with wolf them. shifters a as wolf well. shifter as well. Yeah, it's fun. Everyone's shifting. It's everyone's different type is butterfly shifters probably. And <laughs> the prettiest shifters. I know. Could you imagine being a butterfly? Um, <laughs> so and they decide that this is definitely the work of that rogue pack that's kind of making waves. Yep. Um, but they do notice that this may or may not be a body from a morgue. It doesn't. Yeah, really it's not seem, a fresh body. It's not fresh. But they were making a statement by charring it and leaving it in their forest. Yes, and so basically, Maverick takes this situation and realizes I need to like put some distance between Ava and I because I need to protect her. He's like, listen, I know, <laughs> I know, Bebe. You and I just had sex, and it was glorious. It was so good. But I'm now going to be vague and cryptic and tell yes. you that, listen, I got to take care of some important stuff. things that I got to do. 
he doesn't feel like he should inform her directly what's going on because he doesn't want to scare her. He's protecting her. He is a protector. It does not go no. in his favor. No. no. Ava's like, you are leaving me again. And I mean, yes. especially because like she just let she, hit I understand it with her him. being triggered by that. Yeah, she does seem kind of she's very snappy. And he had just also told her that she was his fated mate. Right. He's like, BT dubs, not trying to scare you, but like nothing We're can get between to us. Be. Yeah. So I guess that was one of the things as well. To me, it's like he also just told you, like, we are meant to be. There's nothing else for me. There can only be us. Um, But all she hears is the, I need to take care of important things. And she's like, I'm not important. And she has some triggering response to that. She does. She does not like it. Um, And... And he's like, oh, this sucks, but also that's really good. Because if you're not near me, you can't be used against me. <laughs> yeah, he this doesn't fine. seem particularly worried that she's pissed at him. And I'm like, uh, you know, dude, that's not a good sign. So, yeah. and then he has a bunch of talks with his mom, too. And she's like, I didn't like it when I realized your dad and I were meant to be together. And I don't know, all <laughs> these things and whatever. But and, the, oh, and then he gives the kid his truck. Oh yeah, I don't know. Some yeah, things so happen, but like, stuff. like there's a lot yeah. of things where it's like he was doing really good things as a father, like giving the trek to his son. He also then said he wanted to like monetarily give to help support the kids yeah. for college and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, he's rich, by the way. Oh yeah, he's I mean, rich. What would a romance story be I've, if he were could, not rich? I've, I I know there are. Stories about people. I mean, honestly, but we seem to have read a lot lately where they are really rich men. They're just disgustingly rich. Like they have so much money, they don't know what to do with it all. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that, yeah. Um, but there's now they're fighting. Like when I he's not fighting with her, but anyway, she is upset with him. She's upset with him. And then at one point, doesn't she just get abducted in a grocery store? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she goes to the grocery store and she's like, I'm gonna get some food. And then this. Slimy. Slimy. Gross dragon appears. And he's like, you're coming with me. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then he's like, I'll kill your son. And she's like, I'm okay. going with you. Yeah. Because, again, the love of a parental bond is so strong in this book. Yes. So. Um, so she is spirited away by these rogue dragons. Mm-hmm. And so... That becomes the big whole thing of like, oh, we have to find out where she is. And it actually, it gets resolved very quickly. It's very much like, oh, she's there. She's up there. Uh, Yeah. Him and he, once he gets word, he is like, well, number one, this person who's stolen her will die. Yes. Uh, I cannot help it. She's my fated mate. She's my mate. And Zephyr wants to fucking kill. Tear. Yeah. Tear. Destroy. Destroy. Um. And then there's this one kind of other rogue dragon who kind of joins sides with them and helps so, them. Yeah. And he um, gets his own book later on. They're about to head out. I figured he would. Mm-hmm. They're about to head out when this uh, dragon appears. And it's, he's an alpha, but he isn't your usual he's alpha. He's soft. like rather lean. He wears glasses. He's like he's an intellectual. Yeah. Or I want to read this book, honestly. I do. I'm <laughs> I like, love, he sounds interesting. Yeah, I love <laughs> alphas with glasses. <laughs> yes. Um, and he came and he's like, 
I, I want to come, I want to help you. Like I've kind of been coerced in a way to helping this other group. They told me that the alpha here wasn't good and needed to be kind of put off the lands. I'm part of a nomad pack and I really want to provide for my clan. And now I realize this this isn't what you're I was told alpha. it was, that you're good alpha. So I'm here to help you. Like they made me like char the body to prove that I'm on their side, but that's why I stole a body from the morgue instead of actually killing someone because I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Um, and then I have secret magical dragon techniques of hiding scent. And if we get if we work together, I will teach you this magical dragon it's technique. It's a fateful meeting for sure. And so, of course, Maverick's like, yes, bring me to her now because he knows where Ava's being held. Yes. And who is holding Ava? You guys. Do you remember? Way in like back. the first or second chapter where we discussed how Maverick beat up Roman, a random boy, and who, nearly yeah. killed him. And had to leave town as a result of it, plus he was turning into a dragon. Yeah, well, and because the boy's parents would have raised trouble with police. Oh, I, I guess that guy was a dragon all along. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was another dragon. He was also a dragon, and they didn't know it, and now he's back for fucking revenge, and he has Ava. Yes, and part of him coming back for revenge is as a result of him being beaten down by Maverick, his family then saw him as an unworthy alpha, and so they cast him out. Hmm. So that also kind of comes into the whole idea of how a lone dragon will go insane. There you go. I guess you're right. They, 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 that was foreshadowing for yep. that. Oh, we're coming back around coming on that. Coming back around. <laughs> coming around the mountain. Um, and so, of course, he's there with Ava. She's tied up to a chair, and he tells her all this, because that's yeah. what villains uh, do. Uh, uh, let me tell you the story, and I'm going to rape you. Oh, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to rape you. And she's like, no. Um, I mean, <laughs> not really. She's more than that. But like, yeah. it's kind of like, she's like, oh, shit. And he, it's, it, there's some violence, and he does... I don't think he, does he attempt to, but he's more so just trying to, he assaults her. Yeah, he, kind he of, just, he hits her. He doesn't try he, to sexually not just assault, assault her, but like, point. I mean, he kind he of like, like smacks it's, her. it's more physical assault than, yeah, yeah. than sexual. And, um, of course, Maverick shows up and he's like, right. must kill. And she's like, you. oh shit. And, um. The whole gang's there. So I don't really know what this Roman guy expected to do. Like, he seemed kind of like, where was, like, the other people helping him? You I know? don't know. Like, he kind of seemed there alone-ish. Yeah. Like, maybe he was only working with this guy and his clan, but they were on their side now. He was very underprepared. He was. But he did have a little something up his sleeve when he fought. Yes. When he fought Maverick, which was, like, He this brought weird... a gun to a dragon fight. Oh, shit. No you one brings a gun. mother fucker he brought a gun and the bullet and normally was normally this wouldn't no matter it wouldn't matter maverick can <laughs> his, he's a his, dragon you his guys titan body a bullet just boom, bounces off <laughs> yeah but apparently there are some magical herbs 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 um which can poison a dragon <gasps> and so he gets like one ricocheted off his shoulder, Maverick does, and he does go down for the count, but not He's, before he reaches in and kind of like rips Roman's heart from his body. From his body. Causing Ava to gasp and cry out because it's just so graphic. But yep. when you fuck with an alpha's lady, their fated mate, this is what happens. You die. You get your heart torn out. 
it's just not a question. I'm sorry. Yeah. But not because fuck you. And and then in the meantime, he's like, oh, this this bullet actually I'm hurts. Pass out. And he dies. No, he doesn't. He, he, <laughs> <And then> he <laughs> dies. <laughs> and no, he, they call like a special dragon doctor. And luckily town. he's just like nearby in Arizona or something. And so he flies on over. And he's like, you're going to be okay, son. And, and like, he gives him some other herbs. And it hurts. And he's in a lot of pain. It's just like a bad trip. And then he like wakes up later in the dark and Ava's with him. And she's like, why did, you know what's going to happen? Are you going to be okay? And he's like, yes, I'm going to be fine now. I'm pretty much going to be fine within the hour. (laughs) I am healed. And then don't they like do something? Like, don't they kind of like, they don't like have, no, they definitely like are a little intimate. And then the sun, not the sun comes in and catches them, but he kind of like comes in and he's like, Hey son. And, and they're like cuddling on the bed together. And, Oh, and that's when he walks her home Yes. And she's like, can I ride you? Yes. And that's. Yeah, because the son's visiting I, jury or uh, something. Yeah, the son doesn't care. The son's like, like whatever. Why I've, isn't. I, I wish that were his love story. Like his, his random un- uncle jury. No. Why do you want that to <laughs> because be love story? They're blood related. <laughs> that can't be it, Rachel. No. Because it's not real. <laughs> but it's depicted so as such. Laugh. Okay, well, I don't. I don't think you're gonna get that, but I do feel hmm. like whatever rule 31 applies, you'll find it if you're looking for that. <laughs> 33. Anyway, the point is that they go back home and he's like, she's like, Can I ride you? And yes. my fucking gutter ass mind was like, Oh shit, like, why? Why are you gonna do this in the forest? Like, he just got like shot. Like, can you calm down? And then me who watched <laughs> the really great subtle knife whatever golden compass book or movie thing i was like she wants to ride his dragon yeah Yeah. khaleesi yes i mean i don't blame her once i figured out that she wanted to actually physically straddle the dragon and like ride him like a bird i was like oh okay then that's cool and she does and it's like it's it's fun it's fun it's a little bit chilly but nice she kind of like falls off and falls on her butt at the end and, and like, she's dismounting he him her probably yeah. uh, <laughs> and then oh and then one thing we left out you guys oh what did we leave out is that when you're faded mates uh-huh you have to be claimed <gasps> oh yes so they're gonna do some claiming there's nothing to do the enemy's been defeated yes the son father-son relationship has been established and you know and oh yeah because like they ha- oh my goodness yes sorry so, so he needs whole, to claim her this whole time he's known he's gonna claim her yes but she's not ready for it yet but now that you know whatever it's clear We're she's his permanent role dog he <laughs> like he's like i think you're ready and she's like i'm ready yes yeah. Flying over while she's like riding the dragon. He, the dragon's effort describes to her what claiming will be. He's he's like, like, I'm going to bite you. This is going to be the best orgasm you've (laughs) ever had in your life. Unfortunately, there will never be an orgasm as good as this orgasm I'm about to give you. So enjoy it. And she's like, okay. (laughs) I mean, what do you say? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I mean, I would love you to try and give me as good of orgasms in the future. So you're saying you're not going to (laughs) try? Can you you just promise me that you'll try? (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) This is is it, it. babe. Um, Mate. And so they, they go inside and... 
One thing leads to another. And he bites her. And he bites her on the nape. And mm. it's a psychic, like, um, psychic explosion. Like, stars everywhere explode. The and universe. She's like, her makes eyes, sense. Her eyes become stars. Yeah. It's great. It's like, I mean, I was happy for her because mm-hmm. she really, she worked hard. She got, like, she basically got assaulted. You know, she deserved. A she big deserved o. that, yes. And um, and then she's his mate, and she's kind of like this ultra. She's like a human two point at this point. Yep. And then I feel like the last chapter is just kind of like More a like prologue. Epilogue. Yeah, epilogue. Sorry, prologue. It's kind <laughs> of prologue to the beginning the of the story. It is. Um, so they kind of go back through quickly into the future to. Maddox having his first, first transformation. Shipped. Everyone's like dressed in dragon tunics and gathered around it's a bonfire. <laughs> it's very like almost like a midsummer meets like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's very dragons like, from near and far to celebrate it. Anyone to drive up. Like you better hope your property, because you it's drive up very private. Men in tunics, women holding platters of food, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and a then big old bonfire. And then just two people just. Just shredding their clothing and shrift shifting, shifting. Into dragons. And then after they shifting back, just kind of standing there naked for a little bit until they get their shorts yeah. back on. And it um, it, it's like they made it throughout the book. They kind of made it seem like the shift was going to be very painful. And I've read other shifter romances where a first shift, it's very, is really it's, hard. It's kind of like, and I remember Dark Lover when mm-hmm. she is a, he turns her into a vampire oh, and it's gosh, like a whole yes. thing and she has to basically survive it. Yeah. Um, this was not that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it seemed like it was supposed to be because Maddox was an alpha and like the alphas are supposed to have really difficult shifts. Um, but it, it went fine. Just like, he kind of just like snaps and he's like, and he turns into his dragon, which is Artemis. Artemis. And the Artemis and Zephyr look each other in the eyes. There's a lot of pride. And everyone's yes. like, mm, yay. Oh, oh. It's, they, like, it's like a baptism or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they shift back. They're getting ready to party. When up comes a vehicle. Oh. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is not a party you just roll up on. You're like, uh, hi. And yet somehow, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte, her friend. Her friend is here because she left that her dog of a man she was yes. dating. He gave her a black eye. <gasps> he hit her. <sighs> she's finally left him. And she's like, come here. And she's kind of like collapsing. Like, I did it. I left him. And these, Axel. These have, oh, yeah. Axel, the, who's the brother of Maverick. Because when you're a dragon, you, that's what you name your kids. You don't yeah. name them like John no. or Brian. Maverick, Axel, Jury, Maddox. And I feel like even like her ex-husband was named Cade. And I'm like, who the hell is named Cade? I just, every, when you say these names, I just imagine like a bif, a, like a, a bicep ripping through a shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, so Axel instantly smells her. Charlotte? Yes. And he and says, like, mate. mate. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Dragons. It's They're so going to be the next lovers. Yes. And it's so funny because, like, at that point, I think the maverick, he kind of looks at his brother and he's like, oh, there you go, brother. Like, oh, he knows what that's I like. I know what you're it's in for. So cheesy. Because it's not just like, I like this woman. This is another faded mate situation exactly and there's no stopping it yeah. not even if maverick's parents were faded no deeply in love but not faded but so now 
too faded. I'm pretty sure Maddox will be faded. I'm pretty sure everyone else is going to have faded people. It's just not exciting unless you're faded. Yes. It makes it better. They're young, virile young men, and they're Mm. all like, it's not just, everything's a 10. (laughs) Including their dicks, which are probably like 10 plus Which have grown. I mean, I'm pretty sure Maddox is now. Stop. Pretty well. (laughs) Stop it. He just went through his shift. (laughs) We know what that means. He is so much bigger now. (laughs) Why? Gosh, okay. Anyway. So that's how the book ends, everyone. Yay! Yay! Can we get a clap? Clap, 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 clap. So, yes, I think it was a fun book. (laughs) It was very fun. It was very, like, if a Hallmark movie was paranormal with, like, just a little bit more sprinkles of ridiculousness. Yes. Um, I do... I do kind of wish there was a little more plot, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, it for what it was, it was fine. And... Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Um, yeah. And I feel like these are meant to be like little shorter reads in a bigger story of this dragon clan. Yeah. You read them all. Mm-hmm. You know, you devour them. That's what that's what these books are meant to do. They're not meant to be yes. like, yeah, they're meant to be read a lot. And it was really interesting. I saw kind of noted as I was trying to do different research on Roxy Ray, the fact that like these books are seen as like very multicultural, um, mm. which is really interesting, I think, when you look at it because... You'll notice a lot of times when we talk about the descriptions of our main characters that we do have a lot of physical descriptors mm-hmm. usually of like their dark hair or their blonde hair and their blue eyes. and mm-hmm. the We didn't have any physical descriptors mm-hmm. of our main characters. So you can read this and whatever appears in your brain as to what these characters look like, that's what mind, it is. In your beautiful mind, you're beautiful. You, must, you can project it on, yeah. which, is the, which is wonderful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. And so, if this, you know, twiddles your, if this got your um, this twi- tail in <laughs> what a twist, is this going to twiddle. <laughs> if this twiddled your tail, my tail. Your dragon's tail. Mm-hmm. You might want to check out other books in the Black Claw, the dra- Black, Black Claw, Claw Dragons. Right. And then there's Just the Blue her- Water Dragons. Look up her Dragon Daddy. So, but now that you've heard this book summary, you now can understand why I'm like her Dragon Daddy. <laughs> Where, where's the there, daddy? We, we kind of glossed over the part where he does kind of say like I will take care of Haley. But it's yes. not like a humongous part of the book. Like it's it's just sort of like he's like I will do it because her father is a fuck lord. Yeah. But, yeah. Which is good, but yeah, he's like he's a good guy, and that's awesome. But yeah, he's I, a good guy. I mean, so this isn't the sexual daddy. This no. is just he is the daddy to her children. No, right, right. which which more like the father. It's like the daddy to weird. her children. Okay. <laughs> is that not the phrasing that we use every day? I guess. Why, why do you sound like Hocus Pocus? I, I don't know. <laughs> But I'm doing it. You sound like, (laughs) what does she say? She's like, she says many things. Sisters, did you hear what I called you? (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. Casserole. Okay. So I think that's about all I've got to say about the book. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, uh, for participating with us. I hope that you enjoy 
having these conversations with us. Or listening to us have a conversation with each other. Yeah. We're listening to you, I swear. Yes. Just imagine every now and then we turn to you and we go, (laughs) you're so You're so good. You're so funny. (laughs) Yes. But... If you are able and interested, you can definitely rate us on iTunes. You can check us out on Instagram at a real bodice ripper. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter at ARBR Podcast. We're also on Facebook at a real bodice ripper. That's right. And you can send us mail at a real bodice ripper at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Check us out. Give us. Any sort of feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Like, Mm -hmm. we're obviously finding some fun stuff to entertain us, but we love the feedback. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to maybe bring you some things that uh, you find interesting as well. Yeah. Would love to hear. So, yeah, that being said... um, Hopefully you're having a safe time out there. Hopefully you're, you know, exploring time with your mate. With your mate. (laughs) Safely. And maybe eventually with... Your clan, as we all become vaccinated. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) The dream. The dream. (laughs) So that being said, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, and have a wonderful evening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Real Bodice Ripper. Intro, outro, trailer music is Air by D. Yan Ki. You can find us and talk to us at the following... Instagram at a real bodice ripper, Twitter at ARBR podcast, or email us at a real bodice ripper at gmail.com. Take a care and many felicitations upon your household. Bye.